Kids, it was the fall of 2022, and the podcast was rolling along smoothly. Your Uncle Brian's NFT business was booming. There we go. Three whole names. <laughs> Gotta have my pops coin. Your Uncle Josh had nearly cracked the code on his lifelong obsession. There we go. Three whole servings. <laughs> Let's go for four. Oh, please, Mr. Borman. I couldn't possibly eat any more. We'll see about that, Goku. Oh, no! But you know what they say. Just when things seem to be going their best, the universe steps in to intervene. And I, future AJ, whose voice this definitely is, on the day of my 33rd birthday, had some news for the gang. It's the How I Met Your Mother episode! Fuck! Uh-oh! The worst of all possible worlds, this is the worst world that could possibly exist. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast that is legend, wait for it. Oh. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. <laughs> I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. I'm the worst of all possible Josh's, and I hate you so, so much. <laughs> oh. oh, this is just the beginning, Mr. Oh, Borman. Uh, joining skin. us today is one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, his, he, uh, You might remember him <laughs> from our Heavy Rain episode where he endured several hours <laughs> yeah. of Norman Jaden and Well, and Jason's. was Norman Jaden for a time, if I recall correctly. Uh, he is also the co-host of Omni Bilateral Panic, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts. Please welcome David Armstrong. Hi, David! Hi, welcome, I, David. I'm the worst of all possible Davids. Yes! yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. The best Good. of all possible Norman Jadens. That's oh, true. It's and funny how that works. Well, today it is actually, we are recording this on the day of my 33rd birthday, and I thought what better way to celebrate than making my friends watch AJ. something they hate and that I have mixed feelings about. Your, uh, your, your identity's going to get stolen. Yeah, this, that's, oh, oh, that's Al. Yeah, they know. Very public information. You can find out when I'm born. Yeah, I mean, you combine it with uh, three episodes ago when you gave out your social security number, and then we mm -hmm. do a whip pan. Yeah, and we do a yeah smash cut over to that, and then we cut back. Yeah, all in front of a live studio audience, since that's the truth. It's definitely a live audience that's yeah, in the studio. Live. <laughs> that uh, we're definitely and, sitting there for sure. Just need your mother's maiden name, and then we've got everything we need. <laughs> well, Absolutely. I got some good news for you, David, because today we're gonna meet your mother. Because this oh. is the story of how I met your mother. Yeah. The first and only sitcom, to my knowledge, where the showrunners also wrote the theme song. That's true. That is very true. Part of the band, The Solids, old Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. Yeah. Uh, what about Star Trek, Brian? <laughs> what about Gene Roddenberry doing okay, the that's, lyrics? Okay, that's a good point. Star Trek. Gene Roddenberry did get a credit for the Star Trek theme because he wrote the worst lyrics of all time because he knew it would give him royalties. But also, what a sitcom that Star Trek is. When I think uh, multicam sitcom, I think I don't know, man, Star Trek. Tribbles? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty funny. It's pretty sitcom-y yeah. from time to time. Right, so uh, David, uh, the reason... I brought you on to talk about how I met your mother was actually supposed to be kind of an apology for heavy rain. I knew that <laughs> the two of us had watched how I met your mother uh, during yeah. its original run and that we both felt very similarly about its finale, but mm. that we had at least at the time, a pretty good memory of the rest of the show. Yeah. My, so I, my recollection of it was that I liked the show and the finale ruined it for me. 
Right. Mm, mm. And then we watched the whole show in preparation for this podcast. Wait, hold on. When? When? Uh, over when the course of the last this? couple months. Uh, oh, because my. I knew I wanted to have David on for since this May. Is, this I is think. AJ's Ozymandias moment. So I did this 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my villain speech. Uh, I just yeah. dropped a giant squid on McLaren's. Yeah. And now uh, he's in a gold statue waiting to emerge. Yeah. <laughs> Any day now. But just two big. Big, sexy legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about me, Josh. Yeah, I know. It was a very harrowing experience to discover rewatching this. So much of it is not held up uh, yeah. over time. And I don't know if that was your experience, David, with the whole thing, but it was certainly mine. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe how much I wasn't laughing anymore. Mm. And I knew that there was there's so much cadence and delivery to the whole show that is like this is funny look how yeah, funny we are yeah. laugh motherfucker do <laughs> it right and was now like, yeah. and that almost made me like pressured me more to not laugh because yeah, I, right. I was like this is not funny and also please don't tell me what to do <laughs> with this i also actually did see some of this show i was not a dedicated watcher of it but i did watch sure. uh, there were people on my floor my freshman year of college who were really oh, into in the this show and they were going yeah. through it all and I'd sit in every once in a while and watch it and my thought was uh, not great but you know what is great hmm. Barney <laughs> that really? unassailable so you're, wait, are you, you're, you're joking right wow. I, am not, I am not joking I'm not making really? a joke like right Barney now. was a character was, who you really enjoyed I was enjoyed. under the spell of Neil Patrick huh. Harris after Harold Kumar go to White look, Castle to be fair I actually mm. think that Harris really thrives at the physical comedy and as the show went yes. along they really leaned into that aspect of Barney yes. so yeah. he started to be able to like wear multiple disguises and do like a whole bunch of different accents there's actually a scene that is not in the episodes that we watched where Barney sits around the table with a person from every borough of New York that he is playing as like one of the player kings of those areas it's in the rhyming episode which I spared you all from and I should thank get you. a medal thank for. you for doing that Raps on a bus. His name is Gus. Uh, oh, but this was Lin Manuel Miranda's whole little like I'm going to be on TV for a while thing when he did House. Yeah, well, a Hugh lot Laurie of House. Lin Manuel Miranda was on House. He, he was, was on House. In he rapped with Hugh Laurie in that oh awful God. season where he's in the like insane asylum the whole time. Yeah, Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda is a guy who. Just has a dream, I guess. I don't know. Speaking of house, though, like, mm -hmm. Brian, that kind of makes sense to me that Barney would be, like, the standout character for pe for a lot of people yeah. because of that era of television, like, just outstanding assholes like yeah. Doc, yeah. dr house like there's yeah. no good there's no good main characters on tv yeah also and just the the thought of house rapping just sends chills up and Josh, down my you spine need to watch rapping, it yeah, yeah. No, rapping we, we'll, is very generous how i met your mother is one of those shows that has a lot of profound ripple effects in shows outside of itself this is it nowhere more profoundly felt that in the world of vince gilligan's breaking bad mm. and Better Call Saul because Brian Cranston has a lot big character arc on How I Met Your Mother. He convinces Bob Odenkirk to also have a character arc on How I Met Your Mother. Really? And because oh. Bob Odenkirk was filming How I Met Your Mother, he couldn't be 
on set to That's film right. some stuff for Breaking Bad, so they had to invent the character of Mike Ehrmantraut. No, it was the end way. of season two when Jane dies. It was supposed to be Saul that shows up at the house, and then they rewrote that for Mike to be oh the one my who God, that's takes all the contraband and slaps Jesse a few times. And yeah, yeah. It, it, it and you know How I Met Your Mother was an incredibly incredible incredibly popular show for it's it ran for nine seasons and yeah. it mostly retained its audience which yeah, it is did, it did quite wild. well i mean it wasn't it it wasn't at the top of the billing at any mm-hmm. point no but it was pulling x files numbers at a time where that was becoming increasingly impressive to hold on to for sure some people refer to this as like a cult classic sitcom but that's just not the case it's just it's simply bigger than that yeah and especially stuff relating to barney entered popular culture in a very big way the episodes that we've chosen for today i think uh you know covering an entire nine season sitcom in one single podcast episode is sort of a tall order so there's going to be stuff that we leave out along the way but i think the episodes that we've chosen present a pretty decent arc for what this show was because a lot of How I Met Your Mother is actually filler. And David, you were telling me about a quote that you uh, that was recent that you read on Twitter about like what makes a good television show. And I think it really describes How I Met Your Mother. So do you want to share that? Yeah, that that people people nowadays are so spoiled because you can just binge watch good TV like a solid Mm -hmm. show that you binge watch is all consistently pretty good. But great TV is 400 episodes 30 of which are the worst fucking things you've ever seen (laughs) that that describes like all the tv that i love it's like x-files that's that's doctor who (laughs) and that's how i met your mother how i met your mother is like like 10 great episodes and then so many filler episodes that are Uh, in your opinion did we watch any of the great episodes today uh (laughs) we watched we watched a few not i think slap bet and how your mother met me are widely considered to be how your mother met me is the highest rated on imdb and i think it's probably the best episode of the whole series i think yeah um i think time travelers is more interesting but i do think that how your mother met me is probably the best the show ever did um yeah so let's get into a little bit of the history of it this show was created by carter bays and craig thomas they were roommates at wesleyan together which is why the yeah. titular character of how i met your mother uh, graduated from wesleyan they rule for perverts yes yes <laughs> I don't. I gotta say, I can't deny that. I can't deny that. John Wesley, patron saint of perverts. Uh, (laughs) They wrote for Letterman together, and they started writing for a couple sitcoms here and there in order to get the basis under them. And then they were like like a couple of American Dad episodes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and and you can see a little bit of that sensibility, especially with a lot of the cutaways that we have uh, Mm. throughout How I Met Your Mother. Uh, They ended up writing sixty-six of the show's two hundred and eight episodes, so they were fairly prolific. And for the first season, especially, they brought. Brought together a lot of very interesting talent. Miller and Lord, for example, wrote really? on How I Met Your Mother and were EPs on it for a very long time. They invented the joke, legend, wait for it, dairy. That's a Miller and Lord contribution. Mm. So basically, they had two pitches when they went to act when it came time to actually like pitch a sitcom to the networks. The yeah. first pitch was what if an Enron executive had to go teach at an inner city school? <laughs> oh, what? Uh, which was instantly shot down and for good reason. And oh, but that could be so good in the right hands. Like obviously they should yeah. not be yeah, the ones shepherding you hand it off like that, to but... a really weird guy. It's going to yeah. like right. if you make it sort of a spoof of something like Welcome Back Cotter. 
Right. But with <laughs> just this, like, Purely on paper, yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the more the more you read about Bayes and Thomas, it does seem like they t- seem to be, like, some of the luckiest people in show business because yeah. it just so happened that two people left Letterman, so they were able to go in. It just so happened that their first pitch was turned down, and so they were like, uh, let's just do a show about all the weird shit we got up to in our 20s in New York while writing for Letterman and drinking at an Irish bar around the corner called McGee's, which is still yeah. open and is what... McLaren's in How I Met Your Mother is oh, okay. based on. It's also what McGee from McGee and Me is based on. Mm, that's, that's right, Brian. Brian. <laughs> that is right, Brian. Oh, God. I haven't heard a McGee reference since I was at vacation Bible school. Wait, David, you, you know McGee and Me? Whoa, of course oh my I God. do. That's oh what's God. up. Yes. That's what's up. Well, we, we got to have you on. We do McGee and Me, David. Oh, my that, goodness. That, that, oh, that kid has the most complicated pencil sharpener oh. in the world. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he should just be using pens. Uh, it should also be said they didn't uh, do the Enron executive. Oh, I'm sorry. It gets weirder. The story mm-hmm. of an Enron executive who gets sentenced by a judge to go teach at an inner city high school. That's what judges do. Mm-hmm. And, and judges is, love doing that. that. Judges love doing that. It's um, and here's an exact quote uh, from Carter Bays about this. Uh, which sounds like a great show, but from page one, neither of us wanted to do any research. We yeah, were just right. kind of like, I don't know, it's probably like this. And the whole thing just ran completely <laughs> oh, false. Uh, but the other idea was just, let's just write about our friends and stupid stuff we did in New York. And that's the one that's constantly brought up whenever anybody asks about How I Met Your Mother's Origins. They mm. always point to this article from E-Online, which we will link in the episode notes. Um, Ted Mosby, uh, who is played by Josh Radner, is loosely based on Carter Bays. Uh, Lillian Marshall, hmm. uh, who are played by Allison Hannigan and Jason Siegel, respectively, uh, are based on Craig Thomas and his wife. Allison Hannigan was the big get at this point. Like, yes, yeah. Y- yeah. you think it'd be Neil Patrick Harris based on like the longevity of the show, but he only gets a whiff. Allison Hannigan mm. gets the and. Yeah, because I suppose yeah. at that point he was mostly... People just thought of him as Doogie Hauser at that point. Right. Well, still. Doogie Hauser, yeah. but also Harold and Kumar had come out. So he had sort of yeah. a cult following. There were people who mm-hmm. had seen Harold and Kumar who were like, this guy's the funniest motherfucker on the planet. He right. jizzed, he jizzed in Kumar's car. Like, yeah. what the <laughs> fuck, dude? The yeah, peak this, of comedy. <laughs> at, this po- at this point, America was like, this incredibly straight man uh, is yeah. going to be playing a womanizing asshole basically on this show and it, it became kind of a brand thing for him like Barney just yeah. feels like an extension of the yeah. Patrick Harris from Harold and Kumar which had come out the year before but that's not how Barney was originally conceived they originally had conceived Barney as a Jim Belushi type an oh. older cigar chomping like old New Yorker kind hmm. of thing the fact that Barney is a magician all came from Neil Patrick Harris and uh-huh. he, he's a magic enthusiast he sure is <laughs> He sure is. Um, so this show runs uh, for for nine seasons. Yeah, that's a very long time for a sitcom yeah. to it's run. It's incredibly long. But the series finale is ranked as one of the worst of all time by Rolling Stone, Insider, <laughs> USA Today, and Fox News. This is probably the only time I've ever like fully agreed with Fox News about fucking anything. Just imagining Greg Gutfield like, <laughs> man, I was so on board for this. And then they <laughs> fucked it up. Just like yeah. fucking The Five, right? The, the, yeah. Yeah. Fucking dipshits being like... 
Well, you know, it was such a great show right up until the ending. I was just so disappointed in it. All right, guys, let's get these immigrants out of here. I was going to say, yeah, and that's why all your kids are trans now. Like, just like <laughs> trying to pull it over to the weirdest possible. Well, fucking. no, no. I mean, look, you don't need to look too far for transphobia if you're looking at How I Met Your Mother. No, yeah. show. I'm glad you yeah. included it in our, in our watching list. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it's, hard, exactly. it's really hard to avoid is the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was not just a one-off thing. There's This shit's just like landmines all over the place. Yeah. Um, David, I think you can also speak to this having watched the, the whole thing, but like I was shocked, frankly, how transphobic How I Met yeah. Your Mother is over the course of its run. The just really gross, like I used to be a dude jokes. Yeah, it's and just like, the, the, the hackiest, cheapest yeah. fucking. Yeah, it's bullshit. Jason and Robert Brown ass jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not even jokes, really. Calling them no. jokes is generous. It's these throwaway lines that are just supposed to be treated as like, look how quirky and cool we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also we're kind of afraid of trans people. <laughs> Which is very interesting because Robin Scherbatsky as a character has actually been embraced by certain members of the trans community uh, as hmm. being an example of a pop culture icon that could be interpreted as hmm. trans. Her father raises her insisting that she's a boy. You know, the whole arc of her of her and her dad is her dad finally coming to accept her as a woman. Huh. So should we maybe lay out the characters for folks who haven't seen the show so that people really know who's who? Absolutely. And there's no better way to do that than with the pilot yeah. of this show, which... Right. Uh, was written by Carter Bays and Craig Thomas and directed, like all the episodes we watched today, by Pamela Fryman, who directed <laughs> the majority of How I Met Your Mother episodes. Mm. Uh, she had to not do one a year to abide by Directors Guild, I suppose, guidelines. But for the for the most part, That's interesting. she she is like the main directorial creative force behind the entirety yeah. of this series. So we open with Bob Saget in the year 2030. The, the distant year of 2030, which is so much closer now. Bob Saget sits down his kids to tell them the story of how he met their mother. They've heard the story before, but now they're going to hear the long version. And uh, we cut back to like little snapshots of Bob Saget, who used to be Josh Radner. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. weird. I think there might be something here to be said about like... Ted Mosby wants to be the perfect father and based on when he was growing up like Full House you know the Danny Tanner of it all that the voice he hears in his head is that of a perfect father but like sure but then that would be the voice in his head in the present of 2005 which which sort of becomes like a Princess Carolyn thing where he's like imagining (laughs) you know talking to his kids in the future and he has no kids right 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 exactly Uh it's just it's just two skeletons sitting on his couch (laughs) in an empty warehouse (laughs) Ted really, you know, obviously he serves as the anchor for this show. He's the main character. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's something to me from the very jump of it, because I, sure. unlike the rest of you, I had never seen a minute of this show before. Right. It was just something that I kind of figured was not for me. Uh, and so I just chose mm-hmm. to, you know, avoid it. I was struck and, and I'd be curious mm. to hear how you guys feel, if you agree with me or not on this. I was struck at how much of just like an anti-presence he is. Yes. I just find him to be a black hole of anti-charisma that yes. just sucks all of the energy out of everything that's in the in the scene otherwise. I, yeah. I like to think of his name as like a question and answer about himself. So it's like, is Josh rad? No. Nor. Because <laughs> he's there to do all their dramatic scenes. He's there to be 
Mr. Sad Boy. But he can't yeah. really yeah. carry that all that no. well either. No. Like he, he's interesting. not emotive, I don't think. I, just no aspect of his performance do I find interesting or functional. Yeah, it's um, like yeah, they need him to be the Topher Grace of the show, but he doesn't have the raw charisma and star power of Topher Grace. Or like sexual magnetism of yes. Topher Grace. <laughs> like just And so maybe maybe the idea is that like he's just a guy and so yeah. like the audience ought to insert themselves into him, like put themselves in his shoes yeah. in a way. But he also isn't affable enough to be the everyman. Yes. Yeah. I just watch him and I'm like, this dude just sort of sucks. Yes. yes. And Ted Mosby, let's be very clear here, does suck. So Hey there, Worst of All Possible Worlds fans, AJ here. You all probably know that this is just a preview of the premium episode. You can go to patreon.com slash worst of all to get the entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes, and if you subscribe at the $10 tier, an extra episode every single month. But what you absolutely don't know is that I went ahead and wrote an entire episode of How I Met Your Mother, and you can download it for free right now. It's called have you met Ted? And it's a completely normal episode of the show that in no way devolves into a Lynchian nightmare. Why would you... Why would you even think? But the best part is you can download it right now, again, for free, by clicking the link in the description below. Cannot stress enough how free the script is, but I will try. Okay, just gonna... Okay, here we go. Ah. It's free. So grab a copy of your free script and then head on over to patreon.com slash worst of all to listen to the rest of the episode. It's going to be legend, wait for it, 